The Tie and Hoodie Show is sponsored by ICCLending.com. For real estate service, please go to ICCLending.com. Three, two, one. Every human came to earth with a gift. And they must discover that gift and refine that gift for them to be fulfilled. The prerequisite for spending time with any person is that they nourish and inspire you. They feed your flame. Yo, hey man, how you work this radio? You're not listening to the Ty and Hoodie Show. Keep it locked. Owning a home and paying it off is one of the data points of an everyday millionaire. Home sales across the U.S. are on the rise as buyers take advantage of record low mortgage rates. Good morning, morning, morning. Now let's get back to the Ty and Hoodie Show. <laughs> Good morning, K-Day listeners. It's a beautiful Sunday, and you're right here with the Tie and Hoodie Show. It's always our pleasure to be right here with you, 6.30 a.m. to 7 a.m. every Sunday morning. I'm your host, Trevon Smith, along with my co-host, the one and only Andrew Jessicoba. How are you guys? Good morning, good morning. It's another Sunday morning. I'm excited. I'm excited for our guest today. I'm excited. Well, before I get to our guest, how, how are you doing, Trevon? I'm doing good. I appreciate you asking. Uh, oh. <laughs> hey, anytime we can get here and you know spread the spread the positivity, and I'm always a student on Sunday morning. I'm always interested in learning. Uh, I, t- I take a pleasure in it as well as I hope our listeners do. Yes, uh, we do. I mean, we're still in quarantine. The, the vaccines are going on. You know, I got my, I got my first shot. I'm, I'm you got you got your first shot. Yeah, yeah, my, yeah Moderna. So my second shot is uh, in two weeks. In so. two weeks. Yeah. So you didn't you didn't you didn't throw up, fall down no, and no, no. die, and you didn't you didn't pass no, out. I, you didn't, I, actually, didn't... I actually didn't have any symptoms. So no symptoms. No no symptoms at all. So well, that I, that's good. I mean, we're, we're encouraging everybody to try and get the vaccine because it will get us back to normal, hopefully, right? Yes. So sir. yes, today today yeah, go ahead and introduce our guest today. Our first guest, uh, you know, today, you know, I'm always interested. He's a he's a financial strategist. Um, he does have his own podcast. Uh, if you check out our YouTube channel, he has all his information up there as well, as well as we'll be giving it out. He uh, also, you know, specializes in life insurance and something I'm very interested in is helping pay, helping show people to pay their mortgages off sooner than later. Um, it's, it, with all due respect, and, you know, I can't wait to, you know, ch- pick this man's brain. It's the one and only Mr. John Parings from up north in uh, Northern California, correct? Hey guys, yeah, the John Parings here. We live in uh, Walnut Creek, California. My office is in Oakland, California, okay. and uh, it's great to be with you guys. You know, Andrew and I have, have a few clients in common, so we've been talking for a little while, and uh, so it's great to finally get to kind of see face to face and have a conversation with you. And hopefully, we can, you know, provide some uh, really helpful information to your listeners today as well. That's 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 definitely the plan, and we're gonna send them your way. <laughs> okay, sounds good. It- if you don't mind, just go ahead and give us a little. I always like to pick people's brains and see exactly where they came from and how did they end up in the situation you're currently in. Yeah, um, I'll give you a little bit about my background. So it, I'll, I'll start where I'm from. I'm actually from Springfield, Illinois, uh, kind of a smaller town in, in Illinois. I grew up there, went to college there. And I'm, the reason I'm starting that far back is it actually ties into sort of one of the first lessons um, that I try to relay to some of my clients. Um, I, I moved from Illinois to San Francisco in the late 90s, 
Um, I went to college. I was a bio and chem major, biology and chemistry. I was planning on going to dental school. And so when I came out to San Francisco, there was this whole, you know, tech burgeoning tech industry happening called the dot-com bubble that I didn't even know about because I wasn't involved in that at all. And, um, you know, so that was kind of my first um, point in life where some options became available to me and I, I decided to get into tech. So I, uh, I kind of dropped the, the bio and chemistry and dental school thing. And I, I, I was in uh, the tech industry for 20 years. I had a 20 year career in Silicon Valley uh, doing cloud, cloud-based startups. And then I actually got into data centers. Um, so I was doing, uh, that's actually where I first got into finance. I was doing data center, real estate and finance. So I was doing specialized industrial real estate transactions for data centers, which are the actual infrastructure of the cloud, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And um, I got into construction. And then um, in my personal life at that same time, uh, I was a, a little bit of a financial disaster, you could say, you know, over that 20 years and two popped bubbles, um, I couldn't help but notice that the typical kind of financial advice that were provided by, you know, the financial planning industry and our HR departments, um, it, it, it's not really designed, in my opinion, to, to really work in our favor and, ha- and handle all the different things that can happen all along the way. So, you know, I had two pop bubbles, had to liquidate my 401k twice, you know, all all these different things that were kind of happening throughout my life. And I was just thinking, you know, there's got to be a better way. And so I really went on a tear to kind of apply um, the economics that I knew, as well as the finance from the real estate side. And how can I create more of a, of a personal finance strategy um, to make that happen? And so as I was implementing that in my own life, um, strongly focused around a core of guaranteed life insurance, um, I became so passionate about it. I decided to take what I knew from, you know, my, my world in data center finance and move that over into um, financial strategies for everyday folks like, like you and me. So now what I do is I, I have a financial practice called Stacked Life. Mm-hmm. And what we do is help, uh, help people with financial strategies that allow them to eliminate debt permanently reduce tax and increase their spendable income in all stages of their, of their financial life. And so because of my background, I end up working with a lot of Silicon Valley tech folks, a lot of business owners and a lot of real estate investors. And so that's uh, that's kind of what, what I'm doing in a, in a nutshell. Okay. Well, well, I mean, that's, that's a, that's a big intro, you know, and <laughs> I, I want, I'm grateful for that. You know, that's something that people need to know where you're coming from so they can really understand why you're passionate about what you do right now. So when people see you, I mean, the normal thought process is, oh, look, he's doing so well. You know, he must have been handed the golden spoon. They didn't understand that you had worked really hard to get to this point. And it was true personal perseverance that you stumbled into, you know what? I need to take matters into my own hands, which you did. And fast forward today, you have, you're, you're an expert in financial strategies. Our listeners are listening today and they're thinking, hmm, financial strategies, what, what, what is that? What the heck is that? Can you, can you dive a little deeper just to kind of numb it down to, to every other folks who's making you know, $30 an hour, $40 an hour, $50 an hour? Can you numb it down a little bit? <laughs> $20 an hour too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it, and by the way, it, it, it doesn't even really matter that much if you're making $20 an hour, $8 an hour or 
$200 an hour, mm-hmm. you know, money kind of works the same way for everybody. And that's, okay. so that, that's like the that. good I like news. that. Yeah. And, you know, unfortunately, most of us just don't get educated on money. We're not really taught in school, you know, how that works. Um, and so if you, just to give, it's hard to give a one size fits all answer yeah. because uh-huh. the answer actually creates more questions. And so, but let's start here. If you look at um, most people's financial lives in America today, um, for every dollar that comes in, if you add it all up, if you add up federal st- federal tax, state tax, sometimes city tax, I lived in New York for a little while, had a, had a city tax, your cell phone tax, your hotel tax, your gas tax, about it's very easy to come to a comfortable conservative number that about 40 cents of every dollar that comes into our financial life leaves our financial life in the form of taxes, mm-hmm. right? And then if you, on top of that, if you take in, because 40% goes to taxes and then we have lifestyle expenses and then we try to invest a little bit, you know, when we do need money, a lot of times we have to go to outside sources of money to get the money. So mortgages, for instance, car payments. And if you add up all of that, there's, there's research out there that shows about 25 to 35% of every dollar that we make goes, leaves our financial system in order to pay for debt service. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if we just use a conservative, let's say that's 65% of our money. Right. And then, you know, we have our lifestyle spending, let's say that's 25%. And then or, you know, a lot of people will say, Hey, you know, uh, you should take 10% of everything you make and invest that, make sure you save and invest that. Um, but really how, when we do that investing of that 10%, where does that go? It goes to the 401k plan managers, goes to the, to the brokerage houses, the people that, uh, want your, want to deal with your money with, you know, assets under their management. And so if you look at it from that view, a hundred percent of our money, um, is under someone else's control. Mm-hmm. Follow me. And, and if we take a look at that, if we also take a look at, you know, the amount that we're actually investing compared to what's being spent on taxes and debt, it's very, it's very lopsided. And so what I've found is, you know, most people are literally losing hundreds of thousands of dollars or more due to some of these things that I just mentioned, taxes, interest, the lost opportunity cost on all of those, um, hundreds of thousands of dollars or more just gone, slipping through their fingers, even when their financial plans are working the way they hope they will. And so um, when I, what I'm talking about with financial strategies is how can we structure, so my, the, the name of my company is Stacked Life. If we look at our assets and if we create a stack out of those assets, how could we align those assets so that they work together to make more in, in some rather than having them kind of interspersed, you know, it's almost like a financial juncture or most people just kind of have investments here and there. They make different decisions for different reasons at different times. How can we line that up to make everything work and, and kind of assist everything all along the way so that we have more um, when we get to either retirement or passing along to the next generation. So that's really kind of the, the broad strokes of, of what I try to do with, to help people. And, and if you're, if you're tuned in right now, it's the time hoodie show right here on 93.5 K day. We're talking to Mr. John Perrins, uh, financial strategist. Um, and some people may have a lot of questions, just, you know, go to our YouTube page or write the questions and actually, uh, well, and, and, and tag Mr. John Perrins, and I'm pretty sure he can help you out. 
as far as that, but we do want to send you to his direction. But my, my, my question is, let's say we have just the average listener, maybe about $40,000, $50,000 a year. How, how can we, how, somebody listening wants to, you know, they, they, they watch Fox and they, they watch CNN and they watch all these business shows and they want to get involved in, in, you know, having a strategy for their future. Like what, what's some things that we could talk to them about as far as like sitting down and, and contacting you and how we can go about helping them and even in planning their life if they're even strategizing for their future, even if they're, they're doing week to week paychecks or, or maybe month yeah. to month. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think uh, a lot of it gets gets back to how much of how much of your financial life can you bring back under your control and use. Mm. And, you know, so I've, I've been listening to the to the podcast and you had a, a guest on, uh, I think it was episode six, Andre Hall, and he was yeah. he was uh, saying some really great stuff. And I know he's a he works with um, uh, Ed Slot and mentioned some great things about him. And, mm-hmm. you know, Ed Slot's a big fan of, of life insurance as well. Um, and he talks about it like I like to talk about it. He does kind of call it an investment sometimes, which I don't agree with, but um, he also talks about it as a savings account. And, yeah. and so how can we, how can we, where can we put our money so that it does more than just one thing for us at any given time? Right. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, there's a great book out there called uh, Becoming Your Own Banker by R. Nelson Nash. Um, it's, uh, becoming your own banker, unlocking the infinite banking concept. And what, what he talks about in that book is pretty groundbreaking where it, it talks about using, um, life insurance as a tool to perform more than one financial function at the same time. Okay. And so what, what ends up happening for a lot of people is, you know, they're, let's say they're more to use your example, they're using 40, making 40, 50,000 a year, whatever, whatever the number is. If they're doing that thing where they're saving money, a lot of times they're taking that money and putting it into some kind of qualified retirement plan. And when you do that, and by the way, I'm not bashing qualified retirement plans, but there are way there are ways to kind of strategically use them where if if you're if that's only the only thing you're doing, which is what I find a lot of times, a lot of people only take money and they only save it in these qualified retirement plans because they think they get a tax break. Um all of a sudden we've just locked ourselves. We've separated ourselves from our capital for 10, 20, 30 years, 40 years. If you're like an 18 year old, you know, going out there and starting work all of a sudden now, now we're forced to go to outside lenders when we need money. And that's where the debt service starts, starts getting away from us. By the way, I'm not saying don't use debt. There's smart ways to use debt. This is great info. This is great info. Yeah. And so um, the infinite banking concept is one of the things that I, that I uh, focus on where we can start to um, uh, create our own sources of capital uh, so that we can use our money now. It's not locked away. We can use our money now and it creates a, a source of income for us in retirement. So we can use that money all along the way and it creates some very um, powerful benefits later on in retirement. And then you combine that when you combine it with things like qualified plans, um, all of a sudden, you know, where you can get a little higher rate of return and some other investments. If you can combine life insurance with those types of other investments, you can create a very powerful outcome, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 years down the road. Gotcha. Well, I mean, Mr. John, so, you know, I'm originally from Africa, Nigeria, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I say that a lot on the show because I need people to understand my mindset and my thought process. Where I'm from, 
if you have life insurance, it's almost like you put a bounty on you. you mm. it's, it's almost like a debt wish, you know? Mm. Like, so yeah. it, it's, I have a life insurance now for about a million dollars. Then I'm, I'm sort of like telling my wife to say, well, honey, you can go ahead and kill me and take the money. How will you educate people that life insurance, especially in the, you know, African-American, Latino communities, minority communities, how will we educate them that life insurance is a necessity. solid financial tool? It's a necessity. You know? It's a necessity. Yeah. Because yeah. I've been here for 20 plus years. I've come to understand now that it's a necessity. I have life insurance, but a lot of people in, in the black and brown community, they don't understand the necessity or what it means to have life insurance or what it's used for. They just think, okay, yeah. let me work and have my, Retirement, retirement to them is 401k. Yes. That's what most people think. Yeah. And they, they don't understand that life insurance is a powerful tool that you can use. Can you expand on that for a little bit? Yeah, of course. So um, first of all, I, 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 um, I think I would say that um, the black and brown communities are, are starting to realize that this is a, a powerful asset. So I would say that that's changing a little bit um, as, we, as we speak. Um, uh, but secondly, I, um, I think a really important way to look at it, it I'm, I'm sure you guys have probably read the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Mm -hmm. It's yes. probably the number one personal finance book out there. Well, in that book, he talks about how rich people buy assets and poor people, uh, poor, the poor and middle class buy liabilities, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so the, if we understand that there, is, there are specialized life insurance policies that are actually assets, where the premium payments, every premium payment you make goes towards building that asset, all of a sudden it, um, it, it, the life insurance discussion is less about the cost of life insurance and it's more about just creating another asset in your financial life. And I, that might be the simplest way to look at it where as, as long as you can qualify for it with your health, um, it, it's a tool that can be used to create, to number one, create your first asset, which is your capital asset. Um, and just to clarify that a little bit, the, what I'm talking about is cash value life insurance that has a guaranteed cash value. It's really very much like a savings account, but you'll earn, you know, two to 40 times more than what you do in your, in your typical big bank. Once you have that cash asset, you can start buying other assets and then it, it snowballs from there. But the first thing we have to do is just save money. And where can you save money where you don't actually separate yourself from it? You still have the use and control as well as guarantees. You know, I think one of the, one of the worst things that's happened is, you know, the retirement planning community calls retirement plans, retirement savings plans. Well, you know, newsflash, um, you, a savings account doesn't have risk. And so these retirement quote unquote savings plans are all risk-based tools that have money in the market, you can lose money in them. So there's nothing saving about that. Where, where do we put our actual true savings, which is where we should start? You know, do you have an emergency fund? Number one, like, how do we, how do we set that up? Life insurance, a great tool for an emergency fund. You can save up cash value and create that as your emergency fund. And then once you have an emergency fund, do you have an opportunity fund? How do you take advantage of opportunities that might come your way where, you know, I was listening to another guest you had on that I really liked, but he was saying, uh, Anthony Nguyen, who's a house flipper. What if you come across a great deal on a house that only you know about, you can get access to it before it hits the market. Do you have the money to take advantage of that? Do you have the capital? 
right? And so these are the types of things that we want to start looking at before we go in and just dump money into the stock market blindly through these uh, retirement plans um, where we can lose you can lose everything. I mean, it's, it's really based on the timing of the market in terms of what happens. So I don't know if that answers your question. I might've gone, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, well, gone well, down yeah, a rabbit yeah. hole. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it does. It does. It's just, it's just the idea of, you know, trying to have our listeners um, understand that life insurance is, is a solid tool and it's a safe tool to put money into what we, you know, and, and, one thing I probably wanted to address real quick is how early can somebody have life insurance? Can I, can I have life insurance for my five-year-old son or can somebody have to be 20, 21? Do they have to be in college? What's the age, age range, you know? Yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll answer that question. And then I'll talk about um, real quickly how that actually ties into what life insurance can do for somebody. There's really four areas, but so to answer your question is you have to um, essentially be earning an income. So what the insurance companies will do is they'll, and this is, there's precedent for this calculation for over 150 years. What they do is they look at what's called your human economic value. Mm. And they'll say, if you're, so if you're 40 years old and you're going to work till age um, 65, uh, they'll say, okay, how much are you earning? It's a hundred thousand dollars a year. They'll take, um, they'll take a hundred thousand dollars times 35, that's $3.5 million. And that's what your, that's what the insurance companies will insure you for. That's now that's a, just a simple back of the napkin. There's other ways to do it. Um, but as a child, they don't really have a, a human economic value yet, but you can get insurance on them. The parent just has to, uh, buy that for them. And there's, there are limits to how much you can buy for a child. And the, the other thing that has to happen is the, the parent also has to be insured. Okay. No, it, yeah, but, it, def it definitely yeah. answered the question because I don't think a lot of people have access to this kind of information because most people just don't go Google uh, life insurance or whatnot, uh, unfortunately. Uh, and when they do do it, it's, it's, it's too late or it's close to being too late. I, I like, I, I went to the website and I, I like one of your, the things that you point out, it says, take advantage of the economy instead of reacting to it. I yeah. want you to talk a little bit about um, paying off your house sooner than later. If you could walk through, uh, you know, us through that. Um, I've been fortunate to pay off my house sooner than later. Andrew's taught me that. But just for our listeners, and 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 if you don't mind, just going in and talk about a little bit about your podcast and and what do we expect yeah. out of that? Yeah. So um, regarding. Um... Uh, house payments. I'm actually going to, going to differ from what you just said a little bit. Hopefully that's okay. Yeah. Um, I actually think it's um, economically better to not pay off your house early, depending mm -hmm. on, depending on yeah. your interest rate. I can show you with math that um, it, if you're going to make extra payments towards your principal, right? So normally people pay off their house by making additional principal payments, right? Mm -hmm. So when you do that, you do decrease the amount of total interest you're going to pay on that mortgage. That is true. Yes. Mm -hmm. But if right now with these crazy low interest rates, let's just say you got a mortgage at 3%. Well, for example, if I could make 4% in a life insurance policy, if I could make 4%, um, it actually does not make sense for me to allocate those extra dollars over and above mm -hmm. my, my mortgage payment to pay down 3% debt. I'm basically giving that a 3% job when it could be doing a 4% job over here in life insurance. That's and so, um, and then, you know, if you look at the, the strategic kind of, or the tactical, um, you know, what's happening with a mortgage, 
are you better off with a higher mortgage payment and no savings or a lower mortgage payment and a bunch of savings, right? As you move through the years, um, I, I think I could make the argument that you'd be better off mm-hmm. um, not making those additional payments to the bank, someone else's financial system, and instead taking those extra dollars and putting it towards your own financial system and creating like more financial stability for you. And by the way, when you do that, if you, if you, let's, let's take a $500,000 mortgage, for example, at 3%. If you, um, if you compared that to a 15 year mortgage at say 2.75%, these are getting into crazy, uh, crazy low interest rates. But if you actually did the 30 year mortgage and applied the additional dollars that you would have paid for a 15 year mortgage into life insurance, you'd come out at at 30 years, you'd come out a hundred thousand dollars ahead. So that's just a very simple example of what I said earlier, where people are letting hundreds of thousands of dollars get away from them over the course of their financial life. Well, there's a hundred thousand dollars right there. Um, And that's just one house. Um, So lots of things that can be done to um, make people's financial lives more stable and have more money. Right. So that's one example. And that's why they need to contact you. (laughs) Can you give them the information, website, phone number, anything you want to give them? Yeah. um, You can just go to my website. It's stackedlife.com. It's uh, like a, like I just stacked some things on top of each other. S T A C K E D L I F E.com. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn if you like that, John Parings. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, hopefully this is okay, but on, on the front page of my website, I actually have a course, an online course on whole yeah. life insurance that if anyone's interested, um, it's really like a soup to nuts course on whole life and everything you need to know about it. Okay. Um, so for your listeners, if they'd like to go and, and check that out, you can just go right to my website. It's right there on the front. And if you want to buy it, you can get half off if you use the code hoodie I like uh, because that. I'm, I'm resonating more with the hoodie side of, <laughs> okay. at least from clothes, okay. at least from a clothes okay. perspective. Okay. <laughs> appreciate it. I appreciate it. All right. All right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so, I mean, let's, let's in, in about quick two minutes because we don't have that much time. Why should somebody buy a whole life compared to a, a, a term life insurance? Because a lot of people say buy term and invest the rest. Some other people say buy whole life and, and enjoy the, the cash value savings down the road. What, 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 yeah. what's, your, what's your opinion on that? Yeah, that, I mean, that's a, it's one of the most hotly contested uh, things in the, in the financial services industry. I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of people that kind of go back and forth on that. I think it really just comes down to a couple of things. You know, we, earlier we talked about, you know, rich dad, poor dad, the rich buy assets, the poor and middle class buy liabilities. Mm. Term insurance is a liability. It's a payment that you don't get anything for unless you die. And the reality is less than 1% of people there are less than 1% of term insurance policy actually pay a claim. So I'm not, by the way, I sell a lot of term insurance. I think it's very important, but um, it, it is a true liability. It's a true cost, right? Mm-hmm. Whole life insurance, on the other hand, people look at the premium amounts and because they are higher, they think it costs more. But, you know, this gets back to Ed Slot. Like he talked about, if you had a place to put money, that earned a respectable rate of return, was tax deferred, could be access tax-free and guaranteed to pay out at the end of everything, a, a tax-free death benefit. Would you want to put as little money there as possible or as much as you could? 
And that's really the, that's really the idea be, behind, you know, whole life insurance, where if you think of it as you're actually creating a savings account, like when you put money in your savings account, do you be, are you like, Hey, I don't, I don't want to put too much money in here because I don't want, I don't want my payment into my savings account to be too high. No, yeah. we put as much money as we can into our savings account. And that's exactly what we're doing with whole life insurance. And I think, you know, the buy term invested difference, people kind of miss that because by the way, you can use that cash all along the way for the next 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years, you know, these whole life insurance policies are designed to last to age 121. And so they're guaranteed to pay out when you die, not if you die. And so there's a huge difference between a guaranteed future cash flow and a possible cash flow. Because when you have a guaranteed future cash flow, not only does it help, uh, not only does it uh, create value for your heirs, but it creates tons of value for you while you're still alive, believe it or not. And so that's some of the things that, that we'll get, that we can get into, um, you know, when talking about, you know, privatized wealth strategies. Mr. Perez, we definitely want to thank you for your time today, for, for checking up, for checking in with us and our K-Day listening. Yeah. Uh, we, great to be with you guys. No, no, it's definitely a pleasure. You can check him out at stacklife.com, stacklife.com. If you missed any of this information, you can check it out on the tiedhoodyshow.com and go to the YouTube page. We definitely appreciate your time. Go check him out. Learn about life insurance and financial strategy. It's never too late to put together a plan for your future. Uh, this show and all shows sponsored by ICCLending.com, uh, the one-stop shop for all your home loans. If you're looking to buy a home or are uh, interested in being refinanced, you can contact my man, Andrew. Andrew, go ahead and give me your number. Well, I mean, I actually want to give, actually for today, I actually want to give Mr. John's number, you okay. know, because I, I, you know, for somebody who has life insurance, people don't understand. This is really important, especially for the minority communities. It's something that, like John said, we're catching on, but it's important for people to understand that life insurance is a must in your financial strategies going forward. So the direct number for John is 415 505 415-505-8092. So you should give Mr. John a call if you're interested in learning more about getting life insurance. And thank you so much, John. I really appreciate it. We definitely want to have you back so we can break it down even more and actually do some numbers so people can understand the essence of what you're talking about. Absolutely. I'd love to do that. I just want to say, uh, I think you guys are doing a great job. You know, you're provided some much, providing some much needed education and inspiration for a lot of people out there that are looking to, uh, for ways to improve their, not only their financial life, but just life in general. You guys are doing a great job. So thanks for having me on. Appreciate it, Mr. Parents. KD Lists, we'll see you guys next week. Hey, do you have valuable information that can help your community? Okay. And you'd like to be a guest? Uh, Hit us on our social media. Do it now. The Tie and Hoodie Show is sponsored by ICCLending.com. For real estate service, please go to ICCLending.com.